the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. True and righteous are your judgments. God's judgments are right. They're true. They're fair. What God gives the earth at this point, it's just. Verse 6 says, Turning water to blood is a fitting punishment for the world because the world has shed the blood of saints and prophets. So you give them blood to drink. It's their just due. You know, during the tribulation period, mankind will finally reap what they've sown. God is a God of justice and righteousness. In today's message from Pastor Dan, he explains that in the end times, mankind will reap what they have sown. Therefore, it's important that you plant good seed in the hearts of others and tend to the soil of your own heart. One day, every knee will have to bow to the authority and rule of God. Pastor Dan encourages you to live your life sold out for Jesus Christ and His coming kingdom. Do all that you can to shine His light in this broken and dark world. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 15 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Think about this. They've gone through tremendous hardship and pain and suffering in this life, during this lifetime. But when they get to heaven and they see the whole picture and they understand, now they're praising him for his ways, for the roads that he took them down. You know, in life you go go down different roads, don't you? Different paths. And some roads are rocky roads. And I'm not talking about the ice cream. Some roads are hard. Some paths are painful. Some roads are difficult. Some some roads involve suffering. And some of the roads that you go down in life and some of the roads I go down in life, we wouldn't choose for ourselves. If we could make that choice, we would say, I don't don't have any interest in going down that road. I don't want to go down that path. It's too painful. It's too hard. I don't want to go that way. And, and some of the roads in life, we don't understand why we have to go down. Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to go this way? Why are you taking me this way, Lord? Why do I have to go through this whole thing? And maybe, you know, maybe you're here today and you're on a rocky road. Or maybe you've just come off a rocky road. Or maybe you were on a rocky road five years ago or ten years ago or twenty years ago. And you're still trying to recover from that rocky road. And I want you to see here that in heaven, in heaven, not not necessarily here, but in heaven, we will understand. And we will worship God for his ways. You, You may not worship him here. You may never understand why you had to go the way you went. 
why the things that happen to you happen to you. But when you get to heaven, you'll understand. And you will worship Jesus Christ for the roads he took you down. As bad as they were, as hard as they were, as painful as they were, you will worship him for the roads he took you down in this life. And and you will say, just like these tribulation saints here, just and true are your ways. Now I see it. Now I understand. Now I get it. Why you took me that way, down that road, down that way. And now I can say it's, it's just. You were right to do it. I see it. It's true. It makes sense to me. Now I understand. Now I get it, Lord. You were right to do that. And we'll worship him. We'll worship him. I, I've got roads in my life that I've gone down that, that were painful. But I'm holding on to this promise that one day I'll worship him for those things that he allowed into my life or brought into my life. That I'll say, you were right You were just. It was true. It was good. I see it now. I didn't see it then, but I see it now. Your ways are just and true, O Lord. Verse 4, it says, Who shall not fear you, O Lord? Glorify your name, for you alone are holy. And we'll understand the holiness of God in heaven. For all nations shall come and worship before you. That's speaking of the millennial reign of Christ. When he's reigning upon the earth. And then all the nations on the earth will come and worship before him. For your judgments have been manifested on the earth. Remember back in chapter 6. If you were here back then. Chapter 6. The the tribulation saints were saying. How long O Lord? When are you going to avenge our death? When are you going to avenge what happened to us? And remember, the Lord said, just just wait, just be patient, hold on, you'll see. And now they get to the end of the tribulation and they see how God is going to make it all right. And now they're worshiping him. And now they're saying, your judgments have been manifested. Now we see. And they're worshiping him for it. And then after these things, I looked and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was open. So John now sees the tabernacle in heaven, the tabernacle of God, the true tabernacle. It's open. And notice it's called the tabernacle of the testimony. The tabernacle of the testimony. The, the tabernacle is called the tabernacle of the testimony only about two or three times in the Bible. The other two times are in the Old Testament. It's a very uncommon name for the tabernacle, but it was called the tabernacle of the testimony because the law of God, which is the testimony of God, was kept in the ark in the tabernacle. And so the tabernacle was the place of the testimony. It's where the testimony of God was kept. And here we see in verse 5 now that the, the temple... Uh, of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven is opened and out of the temple now came the seven angels having the seven last plagues and they're clothed in pure bright linen. Remember, priests wore linen in the Bible. The priests wore the linen. And so we see these angels acting uh, in a role of priesthood. They are coming out of the temple clothed in pure bright linen, having their chest girded with golden bands. And so they they come out of the tabernacle of of the testimony. 
with the plagues to judge the earth. And the point here of calling it the tabernacle of the testimony is to say God will judge the earth according to his law. God will judge the earth according to his law, his testimony. God's law, God's word will be God's standard for his judgment at the end. And I want want you to hear this. God will use his word to judge the earth, to judge mankind. Now, we live in a time when our society has pretty much rejected God's word and dismissed God's word. And we've rejected God's morality. And we've rejected God's definition of right and wrong. And we live in a society today that has redefined right and wrong and redefined morality. And there are, many, uh, there are many cultures in the world today, many countries in the world today, where parts of God's word are now considered hate speech. And it's a crime in some countries to preach what God's word says because it's considered hate speech against people who are uh, participating in sins that are described in the Bible. And so it's essentially uh, outlawed in some countries. And, and you could maybe make the argument that our country seems to be heading that direction as well. But I've said this before, and it's worth saying again, when God judges man, his judgment will not be based on the U.S. Constitution. His judgment will not be based on what the Supreme Court says is lawful for someone to do. His judgment will be based on the Word of God. That's his standard. Even though society has rejected the Word and the law of God as as true or right, that doesn't matter to God. He's not going to change. He doesn't change. I'm the Lord God. I, I change not. He doesn't change. He doesn't evolve with the culture or the times. His standards don't evolve with the time. His definition of right and wrong and morality doesn't change. And God is going to use his law to judge man. Not man's law, but his, his law, the word. You know, the Bible says that the word of God stands forever. Even though the word of God has fallen out of favor in our society and it's been rejected by many, it endures forever. It's still going to be the standard that God uses for judgment at the end. And think about the tribulation period, time of the Antichrist and the false prophet. At that point, man, the whole world has completely rejected God's word. It's completely rejected it. And yet here God says, the judgment's going to be based on my testimony. It doesn't matter what the world says about it. This is what's going to be the law and the standard of judgment. Look at verse 7. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power And no one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels was completed. So the the Shekinah glory fills the temple in heaven. We saw in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 40, verse 34, that the Shekinah glory filled the tabernacle that was built by Moses. We saw that the temple that was built by Solomon in 2 Chronicles 5 
uh, was filled with the Shekinah glory of God. And here God fills the temple in heaven. And no one will be able to enter the temple until the judgment is completed. And what this is saying to us is that God's decision about judging the earth is final. At this point, there will be no going back into the temple to try to change God's mind about judging mankind. You know, it's as if here uh, he sent the seven angels out to judge the earth. And after they go out, it's as if he closes the door and says, don't come back in until you're done. So you've poured out the judgment upon the earth. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Now that brings us into chapter 16. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, go and pour out the bowls of the wrath of God on the earth. Not pour out the love of God on the earth, but pour out the wrath of God on the earth. God has already poured out his love upon the earth when he sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world to die on the cross for us. That was God's love. But the world has rejected God's love. And so now... God pours out his wrath upon man for rejecting his love. Now now God pours out his anger. And chapter 16 details the seven bold judgments for us. And these judgments, they aren't uh, random judgments or arbitrary judgments. It's not like God is is in heaven uh, in a rage like we might get and just, you know, picking up whatever he has nearby him and chucking it down on the earth to judge the earth and, you know, take cover kind of thing, because he's, he's out of control. No, all of these judgments that he gives here are very specific and very purposeful and very uh, deliberate. Uh, we saw in the Old Testament in Exodus, when God uh, sent the ten plagues upon the Egyptian people, those weren't random. Those ten plagues were judging the gods of Egypt. The Egyptians worshipped the Nile River. They worshipped frogs and and those kinds of things. Those were specific to gods that were worshipped in Egypt. And what God was showing the Egyptians was that their gods are not gods, that Yahweh is God. Uh, In 1 Kings, uh, the children of Israel began to worship the, the god Baal because they believed that Baal caused the rain to fall upon their crops, to water their crops, to cause a fruitful harvest for them. It was an agrarian society. And so they saw an economic benefit to worshiping Baal. So they began to worship Baal. So what did Yahweh do? He sent a drought upon the land for three years. And he was showing them through that judgment that their God Baal is not the God of rain, that Yahweh is the God of rain. Baal is not a god at all. And here, the purpose of these seven bold judgments is to show the world that the Antichrist is not God. 
The world is worshiping the Antichrist as God, and and God shows them the Antichrist is not God. They should not trust in the Antichrist to save them because he's powerless. And so he sends these judgments, these bold judgments, and we have the first bold judgment in verse 2. So the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshipped the image. So notice, first of all, that this judgment will be against those who have the mark of the beast and worship the image of the Antichrist specifically. Remember, taking, taking the mark of the beast, it was, uh, it was a pledge of allegiance. It was, an, it was an oath of loyalty to the Antichrist. And, and now, because they have pledged their allegiance to the Antichrist, they're worshiping his image, they've taken the mark, uh, now, uh, foul, loathsome sores break out all over their bodies. Now, the NIV version says, ugly, festering sores. Isn't that nice? Think about that when you're eating lunch today. This ugly, festering sores. L- last week, we had blood up to the horse's bridle. This week, we've got ugly, festering uh, sores. The point here is they're diseased. And this, this speaks... Um, of their condition symbolically. They're spiritually diseased. They're spiritually uh, sick. Those who worship the Antichrist and take his mark. Uh, If you're a note taker, back in Isaiah uh, chapter 1, verse 6, you can jot that verse down. Uh, When God describes the people of Israel who have gone after idols, he says... From the sole of their foot to the top of their head, they're covered in sores. And what he's saying is they're completely diseased from head to toe. They're full of sickness and disease spiritually. So what has happened to them spiritually? What has happened to them, you know, their heart and going after the Antichrist now is manifested physically on their bodies with these ugly festering sores. Verse 3, we have the second bold judgment. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became blood as of a dead man, and every living creature in the sea died. Now, back in chapter 8, verse 8, a third of the sea became blood, and a third of the living creatures in the sea died. Here, the contamination of the sea is total, and every living creature in the sea died. The sea becomes blood, not like blood. It doesn't turn red. It becomes blood. And everything in the sea dies. I mean, you know, we can't even begin to imagine the smell of the blood and the smell of all of these dead sea creatures there uh, that are in the sea that die in this judgment. Verse 4, Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. Again, back in chapter 8, we saw a third of the water on the earth contaminated uh, with the second trumpet judgment, or the third trumpet judgment, excuse me. But at this point now, all of the drinkable water on the earth is contaminated. So there's no more water to drink on the earth at this point in the tribulation. Now, there is something called common grace. Uh, Common grace is a theological term. And common grace uh, refers to the grace that God gives to all of humankind. Remember, Jesus said, God causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. That's common grace. God shows grace to everyone. 
You know, he provides food, he provides water, he provides rain, he provides sunshine to everyone, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, whether you're a lover of God or an atheist or a hater of God. God still shows grace to everyone in the world. But what we see happening now in the second half of the tribulation period as part of God's judgment, God takes away his common grace from the earth. The world has completely rejected him at this point, and at this point now, God no longer provides things like water for mankind. And I heard the angel of the water saying, verse 5, You are righteous, O Lord, the one who is and who was and who is to be, because you have judged these things, for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink, for it is their just due. And I heard another from the altar saying, even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. God's judgments are right. They're true. They're fair. What God gives the earth at this point, it's just. Verse 6 says, turning water to blood is a fitting punishment for the world because the world has shed the blood of saints and prophets. And so you give them blood to drink. It's their just due. You know, during the tribulation period, mankind will finally reap what they've sown. You know, the music's finally going to stop. And it's going to be payday. And they're going to reap what they sow here. And it's going to be right. It's going to be fitting. Everything that God does, his judgments are true and righteous altogether. And then the fourth angel, verse 8, poured out his bowl on the sun. And power was given to him to scorch men with Fire. And it's interesting to me that, you know, today uh, there are some that debate uh, global warming, whether it's a fact or a fiction. Uh, during the tribulation period, it's going to be a fact. No doubt about it. There will be global warming then. The sun, it says, will scorch men with fire. Now, how many of you here, by show of hands, have ever had a really bad sunburn? A lot of you have, right? Uh, this may come as a surprise to you, but I burn very easily. Uh, I know looking at me, you would think that guy probably gets tan as can be. Uh, but uh, no, actually, I, I burn pretty severely. When I was a kid, uh, man, in the summers, I was sunburned all the time. And I would get just these severe sunburns. I like to go to the beach. Uh, I like to go deep sea fishing when I was a kid. And I would get so severely burned that I would get water blisters uh, on my skin. Uh, and, I, and I remember one year as a kid, uh, I got this really bad sunburn, and I had water blisters all over my face and all across my chin. And then I had, I had picture day at school. <laughs> and so I have this one picture somewhere of me in like the third grade, and I just have all of these water blisters all over my face uh, from the sunburn. And, you know, if you've been sunburned before, you know, too, that, um, you know, it, just how painful it is, right? It hurts to wear your clothes. You hate it when somebody just gets close to you and you're afraid they might touch you. Oh, don't touch me. I've got a sunburn kind of thing, right? Well, here we're told with this fourth bold judgment, people will be scorched by the sun. Far worse than a sunburn. It's gonna, they're going to be scorched as with fire, it says. This word means to torture with intense heat, to torture with intense heat. Now, what is God doing with this judgment? He's giving the world a taste of hell. 
He's giving the world a taste of hell. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, and he has more to share with you next time. How is your heart doing as you listen to these teachings about the future? If you're in need of prayer for any reason, would you be willing to give us a call and talk with us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever might be weighing on you. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from the culminating final book of the Bible, Revelation. Pastor Dan has much more to share from this book, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue learning and growing, appreciating what God wants us to see from His Word. We hope you'll tune in then and be a part of our listening audience. Continue searching for what God has for you to see here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.